come from Bali's useful animals, but this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. It's one that it's hard to get your head around and, and put into some sort of order. It's about managing enthusiasm for a project and project roles before roles in that project are allocated. So you're in the position of being the team leader, the project leader, and you have a number of roles that you have to spread across all sorts of different areas of your organisation. You need to have, politically, you need to have the coverage of all of those roles and it would benefit the team in terms of its dynamic to have those representations happen. You've got someone that is working with you at the moment who you have decided will not be in that team for, for a range of reasons, uh, mostly that the skills are not there to be part of that team. But this is an enthusiastic person who is seen across the broader organisation as someone who probably would be involved in this project, just in terms of historical information. So this person has gone out very enthusiastic, talked to all, not all the other areas, but talked to some of the other areas and said to people within those areas, you'd be good in this role, you'd be good in that role. Now you have a situation where the enthusiasm for the project itself is being spread, but the roles are not being managed as yet the way that you had determined as the leader that they should be involved. And the communication is happening outside of your communication scheme. So the, the management of that situation, you've got someone who's enthusiastic, who's obviously promoting the project and thinking about people who would be good to be involved in the project but is not part of the planning for the management of that project as yet, if at all. <laughs> it is a good problem to have in that this person is, is enthusiastic. This person is generating enthusiasm, which is good. So I think sooner rather than later, need to share the timeline of the project, not from the project itself, but to let people know that the resources are going to be decided and allocated so whether that's people equipment or whatever whatever but in relation to people that's going to happen at a certain time so they know the decision hasn't been made you could say things like I'm delighted that so far we've been hearing lots and lots of enthusiasm and people want to put their hand up we need to do a couple of things of course we want anybody who's interested to absolutely let us know and how to let us know also what we'd like we have to have a criteria and the criteria would say is but the representation from the areas representation, but also experience and expertise taken into account and specialized skills and all of that. So there's a number of criteria to pick people, but hopefully we will be able to have that. And anyone else that cannot get the first um, round might be able to be a backup or work with or shadow the person who is doing it. So until we flesh out the process for selecting the re human, the, the people, when we do that, that's roughly going to happen in this month or whatever. In the meantime, if you have got an interest, please let us know or you can wait to see what the roles are and then put your hand up for the, the role that you think you're the better fit for. And this way you guide them into the process rather than somebody else generating and saying, I think you should do this, and isn't it great? I reckon you'll be good at that, which is good. But then you think to yourself, 
Well, actually, thank you for that. But let me see what that role is. Oh, actually, that's not me. What I like. And then you have another role that says do this, this and this. Fine. And, and then go from there. And then the equal representation of the different states or whatever, the areas, the departments you're working with, that has to be taken into account, which could mean that as good as you would be for this job, you can't be because I already got enough from that group. Once again, it's a situation that comes down to communication. And as the, the leader of that project, you really need to have that communication plan in place and be very clear about how and when you're going to release information about anything that's happening with the project because a communication plan for a project is probably the place that I would start before I even started looking at the resourcing of the project. It's the communication that will form the basis of how clear it is and gives you transparency about what's, what is being done, how it's being done, who's doing it, when the results might be expected, what the progress is, or all of those things. So if you've got that clear in your head and you can get it down into some more formal communication plan, then it makes it easy for everyone to understand that, okay, I would like to be involved in this part of the, the project. I can see that that's not going to happen for six months' time. Now, that's when I'll put my hand up. Now, so regardless of what anyone says to me or talks about now or how enthusiastic we all feel about the project, I know that my personal involvement, for all sorts of reasons, doesn't need to happen until this point in time. So I can listen to to what's happening, I can be enthusiastic, but I don't have to commit myself to something that I might or might not want to do simply because everyone's very excited at the moment. You know, if we go back to 2000 or before 2000, when the Sydney Olympics were announced, now there were a lot of people who were very unhappy about the Olympics coming to Sydney. Uh, as there is with any big project, you have those that are, have always been in favour of it and those that are not so keen. Now, I will talk from my own experience. When the announcement was made, I was not happy. And I said, who asked us if we should have the Olympics in this city, in this country? We weren't consulted. I, I don't think I'm interested. Now, I love the Olympics. I, I've spent the last 10 days watching the Commonwealth Games. So <laughs> any sort of competition I, I enjoyed. But my first reaction was I wasn't asked about this particular project. I don't think I like it. Now, as the time progressed and more enthusiasm and more information came out about the venues that were being built and the activities that were going to happen around the Olympics, the much broader program than the sport itself and how it was going to showcase the city and how much it developed a, a sense of community and pride and involvement, that when the ticketing opened, I was there with my little folder ready to go to whatever we, we could and we determined rather than go to the sports that we might always have the opportunity of seeing, that this was our chance to do something different, to go to the sports that we would never normally go to or wouldn't have the opportunity to see in this country. And we had the most amazing time going to things like the fencing that I had never seen live before and just other activities that were real eye-openers for me in terms of the venues and the people who were passionate about those sports. We went out to uh, outer city to Penrith to the whitewater rafting. Now, I'd like to see it on TV, but just the skill and the effort 
involved in the sport itself. The wonderful supporters that were all around us, we got to interact with all of the volunteers. Now, how, how would we have known when that announcement was made how important the volunteer role was going to become? And we can look at it 23 years later and say some of those people who were volunteers then have made that their passion to volunteer any international event for anything that comes to this country because it gives them an opportunity that they would never have considered before. So when we go back to what we were talking about and think about here you are leading this project, you've got people who might want to be involved, people who don't, who think at the beginning of the project they don't want to be involved, the more you communicate what you're doing, the more opportunity they have to think, oh, well, maybe, well, maybe. And if you have then the opportunity to build this groundswell of people who are as enthusiastic as this first person who has talked about it, but just a little bit too early in the piece. So for me, the communication plan and the enthusiasm can be maintained when that communication plan is in place and you stick to it and you keep it relevant and measured and people know how and where they're going to get that, that information and that communication and it also stops the rumours it also stops the Chinese whispers it stops the, the misinformation from happening because the general audience know that all through this process the right communication, the factual communication has come out at these points so I know where to go to get the right information. There isn't the, the Facebook misinformation campaign there isn't anything else happening because you know where to go to get the right information Straight off topic, I know, but anyway, <laughs> you mentioned the communication word, so I just had to keep going with it. It's good also because what you're doing is you're saying that sometimes if it's the pre-project enthusiasm, we're talking about during, but you're also talking about things will happen that you weren't expecting. So new tasks will come out. Everything I saw and that didn't think I could do or want to do. But then as the project progressed, there is new things and you need other people. And that might be an opportunity and a better fit. The other one is that, yes, when there is an exciting project, new, glamorous, headline type of project, everybody wants to be associated with, but not everybody has the time. And they, they might put their hand up, but they have no availability. So, again, it is a very balancing act. There are positions like the volunteer example, which is super important, very satisfying, but it's not exactly at the building of the project. It is part of it and part of the management when it's launched. There are positions where you'll be involved in the project post-project completion because it's finished and then there's a whole lot of information. Somebody might like to know how it went, what the analysis, what we learned, what we didn't learn, stuff like that. And because of that, that might be a better fit for someone. So, you know, we could probably use everyone who wants to be used, but it's the how. And it's also about that transparency of information. So that if you're at the beginning of the project, you've got someone who's enthusiastic and they've gone off and they've talked to other people, that that communication plan is available so that people know at this point in time we're negotiating about the roles. So that if someone outside of that management, the, the existing management group, comes to them and says, you should do this, you should do that, they know that it's 
a suggestion. It's not it's not come from the management group. It's just a suggestion to think about it because this is where we are in, in the, the planning at this point in time because everyone knows that unless you are hearing from the management group, then everything else is just a discussion. It's just a suggestion. It's not an official or semi-official suggestion or request. And so you might have something like a site you go to to get the latest updates. So yep. where we at, look at what I missed last time and where we at now and any updates. And that's the place you go to. The rest of it is people giving their views on the update or where we at. So I hope that's helped you in, in thinking about how you manage enthusiasm because, as Fiona said, it is a good thing. You don't want to kill the enthusiasm, but you do want to manage how that enthusiasm is directed. I guess it's the best way to put it. For now, I'm Kim Bailey. She was for now, and I was born. This is Inside Exec. <laughs>